this is Alley Cat. Meow. And you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name You wanna go where you can see That troubles are all the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers Where everybody knows your name Especially when you have to catch Matthew Justice this is Wrestling Chairs. We'd like to talk about things going on the Northeast South independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for day two of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. I am your host. I am Heavy Set, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topic Network, Midwest Territory, and Keon Sports. Actually, my name is Justin Summers. I went too much of an autopilot mode of saying my Twitter handle. Uh, anyway. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, to desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a review episode for day two of AIW's the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. And on this week, we have Caden. Hello. How's it going? Good. Not here regularly. Yeah. No updates at all. So, yeah, I'm here. And we also have Stacy. Hey, man. How's it going? How's, how's it been going with you, man? Oh, uh, man. It's been good. No complaints. Hopefully, have more uh, super fantastic episodes coming up. I do. They got a little delayed because of. Uh, Transformers deep dive. It ran up against Toy Hio a little too close. Yeah. I recorded this week. Do you think before the next one you'll do the real Ghostbusters deep dive to kind of go with that that cover? Asking for uh, I'm I don't know, man. You broke up a lot. I couldn't tell what you said. Asking for a friend if you're doing a deep dive for the real Ghostbusters before the the next one. It's it's always a possibility. I usually give Rick, three options. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Uh, I think for the next one, I'm actually just going to put up a poll. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, however many is the most responses. Uh, Ghostbusters has been an option this time, if not the last two. So Yeah, I think it's going to get up against ones that are just like way, like I, in my opinion, bigger deep dives. Like Transformers, like that was a huge thing of the 80s. So it's with, you know, with Turtles and uh, He-Man. And I feel like Ghostbusters is a second tier popularity to where like you guys are knocking out a lot of the really big ones first. Yeah, and I, I do kind of think that's what's happened. But real Ghostbusters is one of my favorite toy lines from my childhood. So it's it's going to happen. I, I would assume there'll be this and then before the next Toy Hio, there'll be two more. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't imagine be one of the next two because really out of the the big ones the only one we have left is GI Joe. Don't want to do GI Joe. Read the most. Mm-hmm. 
it's just there's so much shit, man. G.I. Joe is it's a ridiculous amount of stuff. Yeah, I figured as much with that. And then even though you guys were going to stay more with the the 80s line, because obviously if you did everything G.I. Joe, geez, that's just that's like a it'd be long. it'd be four four fucking episodes. I'm not <laughs> not nah, ain't happening. Yeah. All right, let's get into day two of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. And we are we're kind of right for right now, skipping over the Chandler Bings and World Tag Team Tournament. We're not going in order, kind of just doing back-to-back the J-Lit, so, like, get all that storyline, everything out the door. But this was... I, I, I liked having the J-Lit there. Obviously, everything from night one, and it's just the weather. And I think we did suffer a little bit from... Uh, like attendance night one a little bit i think we were we were talking with people and it seemed like night two like with having like both the tag tournament and this like really kind of saved things it felt like there was a lot more people there for night two but as we said at the same time night one always seems to be less than night two because that's just kind of how it is with tournaments in my opinion yeah i think i mean Go ahead. Matches, I think, intimidate some people. Yeah. That sounds like a, a whole lot of night. I've never, like, this year, night one felt like it went fast. Like, it, it didn't feel like a, a incredibly long show for, but I I mean, I thought attendance was good. See, it wasn't at all bad, but, like, by AIW standards, it right. was kind of rough. I think one thing that's benefiting us is the fact that they they have the iPay-Per-View going on. And maybe they were trying not to make it, like, things just kind of stretch out. Like, they're, they've been trying to cut time, like, all year with with runtime for shows and matches. So, it kind of makes sense that they were able to have the show, that at least day one or night one, go by as quick as it did. I have no complaints about that whatsoever. I mean, even, like, the Jaylet as a whole... Like, it wasn't until, uh, what, about three years ago or so where they switched up the bracket because it used to be just one-on-one matches until you got to the finals. And then they're like, well, we can knock out a whole lot of show if we just take these semifinal matches and make them, uh, or not even semifinals at that time, but just second round, like, have the winners of that in a four-way advance on. We could cut an hour, hour and a half off the show. Yeah, because I think that's what used to kill night two the most because there was like first half was mostly the second round matches and then you had like third and fourth round matches in the for the uh, uh, second half of the show and it was I, still a good show which is long mm-hmm. uh, I personally like this format way better than the idea of it being singles matches all the way through opportunity to see some people against each other that maybe haven't been before like in it the just same makes ring the, together. Those four corners matches that come out of the first round, the three of those give you these weird mashups of people. Yeah. It's cool. You don't get to see like a whole match, but it gives you a taste of what could be. Um, and I think that's really cool. And it's always kind of split to like the hard hitters, the flippy guys, and like the what is this match? Yeah. That's at least how we've put it the last few years of this being a thing. I think that's fair. Yeah. It felt like, though, like, kind of like looking at this, um, like the first match that we end up getting, that was more of your hard hitters. Your second one was kind of like a 
what the hell is this? And then the third one is a little mix of the the both. It still was going with that theme, but it was just a little bit more of a mix of everything mm-hmm. in each match. And because of the new format, or the new er format, not like it's new this year, we had four matches that were tournament matches, and the rest of the card, which was five matches, so more than half of the card, was non-tournament match. And most of these, actually, well, all of these matches, if I'm correct, weren't, an- I don't know, maybe all but two were announced before night one. Because they did announce, or no, there's so many Some matches. of them got announced after night one was over. I think that's what it was. They only announced up to Chandler Biggins' tournament, like of tournament matches and then a few non-tournament matches. Right, because the day the day of the first night of J-Lit, Tom Lawler, PB Smooth match. Yeah. And there was a lot of these matches that couldn't have been announced, like Eddie Kingston and Tim Donst. You know, they, right. Spoiler. Yeah, right. they, they can't be announced. Uh, a couple other matches, like, couldn't be announced. And then we had, like, the, the six-way. The, you know, t- title match couldn't be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because who, who would the champion have been? You don't know. Yeah. And we didn't know if To Infinity and Beyond was going to walk out, not even just walk out champions, whether they're going to be the the turn the trophy holders. True, and I guess they could have been cashed in on prior to this show, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Which I mean, that's the next week's episode, but that's something that I thought was going to happen. I thought if a particular team won, and maybe if I think something was talked about in the preview, but if To Infinity and Beyond were in the ring, they'd they'd have to cash in. Yeah, you thought there. you thought wrong though. That oh, I, 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 I did think wrong. And oh, one thing we was not talked about last week, and maybe we can we can we can dive in a little bit more later in the show. But we did have the the early predictions for the show, and all both picks were in the finals. So we'll get to that later on. Yeah, my bracket got destroyed real early. You picked it. Mine was sort of right. Your early in the year prediction was right though. Yeah. So credit everything. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the first match of the card. And I will openly admit, for some reason, tweeting was not my strong suit for these for the Jaylet shows of all things. I fucked up. I know day one and night two. I I was still using the hashtag CBMTTT because I just did a whole show using that hashtag. So this is I fuck shit up. And Caden, you did not. Uh, correct me on it. Nope. No one responsible. Anyway, we started off the night with Dominic Greeny, Zach Thomas, Joshua Bishop, and the King, Nick fucking Gage. This was the hard-hitting match that we were talking about earlier. Boy, was it. And Yeah, this one was rough. I felt like there were... Like, all four of them could have won, but I was in between... At, before this match, Bishop or Cage? Well, all four of them couldn't have won, but any of the four well, yeah, could that's, have won. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Captain Grammar. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, all four <laughs> of them can't win. That's not that's not how the match works. <laughs> anyway. Maybe if potatoes wrap. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, what'd you guys think of this match? Of what we can we got, it. We got doors. Yeah, we got doors. We got fucking doors. It was everything I would have wanted this match to be. Mm-hmm. I had a smile on my face for this entire match. It was fantastic. I loved everything about it. This could main event. I'd say I can't even just say an AIW. This could main event any show currently with everyone that's in this match. Yeah, 
it was good and it opened the show. Man, so many dudes in this match position at this point where they are just proving I'm again that they can hang with fucking anybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter if you're the biggest name on the indies. They can hang with you. Fucking Jesus Christ, Josh Bishop. <laughs> yeah, there's a door set up right in front of me, so I kind of moved so I didn't die because I was not prepared for that. I think the cool thing, too, I didn't notice till now that that's, you know, three AIW students and Nick Gage. And Nick Gage. Yeah. Yeah. Three AIW students were in the ring with someone who was in wrestling for 20 years. And it didn't feel like a total squash. Like, oh, no. Nick Gage is going to kick ass and that's all it's going to be. No, there was there was a reasoning behind all four of them where they could have won. Yeah, and you get a little bit of revisit of Dom and Josh, which is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that. You have the story going on. Not necessarily a story, but everything that's been going on with Zach Thomas of just getting some of the matches he has and even like going into this against Eddie fucking Kingston. Like, yeah. Which was... Probably the upside of the first round. Some might say Zach Thomas is a war machine. I don't know. Some might say that. Don't know who. Justin Summers is the sum. He's the sum that might say that. As a reference to the his current or maybe soon to be passed music. Better not change it. Ruins the joke. Oh no! I I hope it gets changed. I'm getting tired of the Taz shit. Two days in a row got to be in the ring with. A tough motherfucker who is very well known. Eddie and Kingston. That's help him a lot. Yeah. And this thing was this thing was available on fight. So like the exposure yeah, these guys got. Yeah, uh, all all these guys showed up and if if the rest of the night hadn't been as crazy as it was, this would have been my match of the night. But this is quite the way to start the show. Fuck yeah. Just start off with the hardcore just dudes beating each other half to death. And it was Nick Gage who advanced via chokebreaker. Even with, I think, his still bad knee. I'm not sure. Man, people love Nick Gage. Fuck yeah. There are people that dislike him, but... Man, not as many as like him. It's like 90-10. Yeah, and I think some of those 10 are afraid to say anything. They were just quiet. When he first came back... Uh, I mean, not the first he came back. When he came back recently, when he's, he was a fully out of prison... I felt like there was a lot of people who were actually very vocal. It was just they didn't like that he was this gangster type thing or thug. Just like you're not a part of no no group and all that shit. Like you're not a part of a gang. Fuck off. And I know I've heard people scream that. It's wrestling, motherfuckers. I know. Come on. Have fun with it. I know. Come on. I mean, I I love him. He's yeah, great. and it wasn't a fucking accountant either. Come on. Yeah. So, so was the million dollar man not a million dollar man? Uh, I don't know. He's a evangelist now, so dollar man. You tell me the million dollar championship wasn't worth that much? My God. Man, I think, yeah, I think I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> Shit. It's going to be the next belt I was going to buy, but I was going to have to spend a million, so I guess I'm out. Yeah, well, good news. <laughs> Price of. Uh, three ninety nine. I think that's your belt. Next up, we had Pat Buck, Lee Moriarty, Savio Vega, and the long entrance of Mance Warner, which was fun every time. 
old shoulder rub Savio in there. <laughs> shoulder rub and not taking off his vest. Hey, man. I do like Savio. And Savio loves them shoulder rubs. It's the best. <laughs> So yeah. this was a weird match, I thought. Yeah. Honestly, this was the strange match out of the tournament matches. Well, the second round tournament matches, I should specify. I both nights, I really liked Pat Buck. Like he came yeah, he out, me over. He came out with just different entrance gear and had just over the top. Fucking love. That's the only way I can describe it. It was weird. That makes him stand out immediately. He has put the, the extra effort in that not a lot of people do. Bingo. That's like the fir- the first night I thought I got what his entrance gear was. And I'm pretty good at like pop culture references. Uh, the first night I thought he was like Ash from Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't think that's what it was either. And then like night two, he came out with that basket on his head and shit. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Either. It, was. But it definitely made him stand out. Base. I don't think it was like a beekeeper suit, though. It's a very bad one. Yeah, it would not keep bees out. That would be a horrible beekeeper suit. Shouldn't bag on him. I actually like Pat Buck. Pretty good. I'm not ragging on Pat Buck at all. I just didn't get the... His entrance gear is very, very strange. I feel like there was like a a thing there. Like it was a reference to something, and I just don't know what the fuck A lot of people aren't going to get it. Yeah. I think even if you don't get the reference, it's still impressive. Because, like I said before, it's not this, like, regular just get up. He didn't just come out in his gear. There was something that just felt... The only way I want to describe it is, like, when people come out for WrestleMania, maybe they do something a little bit over the top. Yeah. But this is, yeah. on, this is on the independent level, and he did it for two nights in a row. So my line of thought goes, okay, you have these two outfits, these, these things going on. Are there more? Do you just have... A whole closet full of like other. You just have an endless supply of things like this. Because he's been around a long time. Like I, yeah. I believe it. I mean, you know, he drove in because there's no way he flew with that fucking cage. He has <laughs> <laughs> some weird looks trying to fly with that. Ain't gonna work. But no, Pat Buck was good, man. I was I was pleasantly surprised with Pat Buck. A lot of people questioned why he was in the tournament at first. Never seen him do anything prior to that weekend. I was. Pat Buck's good. I would not mind having him back on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah, he can he can come around. I'd not every right. show. Just here and there. Not every show. I think if he was three times a year, I'd be fine with that. Sure. Three times is fine. Maybe a little bit more, but yeah. And for the second round for this match, Mance Warner advance via Lariat. Oh, man. And we get real Mance entrance now, which is great. Yeah, we get the actual entrance. We got it three times this weekend, which kinda, and it was good. Which kind of made up for all the other times we didn't get it. Getting it three times in two days was special. And I don't think any of them were cut short. It was full length. Yep. Um, and then the last semi-final round match was KTB versus Marco Stunt versus Matthew Justice versus Kid <laughs> Cash. This was the mix match. Because this is your other weird... A, a little flippy, a little brutal, a little what the fuck. Uh, man, I really like this match. This is one of those situations I was talking about where you get some people in the ring together that might not otherwise be in the ring together. Yeah, it's something you're not going to see elsewhere. Yeah, like so we get the revisit just a little bit of KTB and Marco, 
which mm-hmm. is kind of the match that made both of them. Yeah. You get Kid Cash in a ring with Matt Justice. Which you know that was huge for Justice. Yeah, ECW guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also get Marco Stunt in there with Matt Justice and Kid Cash. Who, I don't know that anybody would have ever, if, if you were sitting down and going, hey man, what matches do you think you want are ever going to see? I, I don't know that anybody would have been like, man, I think someday I'll probably see Marco Stunt versus Kid Cash. <laughs> no, that's yeah. Yeah. Why it has never come up. Well, maybe it was once. never on anybody's, anybody's list, but it's a thing we saw that's fucking cool. And man, Kid Cash for pushing fifty can still fucking go, man. Yeah, yeah, he's not bad. He's I'm gonna put it this way: he's more of a multi, like a multi-man match type guy. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know that I need to see a singles Kid Cash match again, but he did fine in this. Uh, and the dude's still like still in shape and shit. Yeah, shape. Um. And then you also have the revisit of Justice and KTB. Right. Yeah. From December, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. This match was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, I like the mix of styles that was in it. It was just, and it, like, the pacing was good. Didn't go too long. Like, it just felt, everything about this match just felt me. Like, everything clicked. It, it was fun. Yeah. Marco was a little bit more comedic, came out with his regular music. Proper entrance. Yeah, thing. proper. Little bit, like I said, this was like a little bit for everyone. Even people that I knew who were kind of against Marco said, "Like, well, I, I still don't love him, but maybe I, I get it a little bit more." And I was like, "All right, good. Like, that's that's fine." So small. This is the smallest little little man. I know. He uh, he he's a smoker, and it stunts his growth. Yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I have no else to chime in on that joke. Just same thing. It's not necessarily a joke. It's not just the way you just the phrasing in that one yeah, made it seem like it. Match was good, mm-hmm. and the outcome of this match was good. Went on to the finals is Matt Justice. Ten that finals. I don't. Yeah, Justice advanced via Super MK Ultra. I was instructed that's what it is called a couple months ago. And I'll I'll go come out and say I think the finals match that we're gonna get to later best finals ever in JLit. Yes. And it's yeah. It's mainly it's nothing against anybody who was ever in the match, but I felt like this was the one time that I honestly believed any three of them could win. Because normally, or there's been other years where you have two that it's like, yeah, these guys are are the competitors, and then you have the third wild card, where it's like, I didn't expect them to be, get there, but maybe. And normally, that maybe never won. I didn't know who was getting eliminated first. I'll say that. Mm-hmm really wanted to see bishop go on to that match uh in my head it just getting him and matt in the ring again in that room and then adding mancer into that mix just sounded like the fucking craziest thing in the world would have been actual death but man it it was gage being there was the right call Mm -hmm. when we get to that match man that man but like i said that first match would have been my match of the night except that ended up being the fucking finals of jay lit and holy fuck yeah, the I think the finals were my match of the night and the weekend, which is is probably what it should be because this is you know the last match of the entire weekend, and it just it capped it off nicely. There was a lot a lot of stuff coming out of it that like we'll, we'll get to later, but it's just it was so good and to have Warner Gage Justice at the Odeon like I could never ask for a better 
finals match. And that's why, I, like I said, I go on record, best finals ever in J-Lit. The not safe J-Lit finals. Yeah. Was, was, was it this the match that we started chanting, we're in danger? Well, the, isn't, the isn't that finals? just every Matthew Justice match? I, it, but it, all three of them, it felt like. It was like, oh shit, Like this is, this is going to be nuts. I mean, the four-way matches where he threw KTB onto me and Russell. <laughs> and I took a boot to the side of the head. That's why I didn't chime in much about that match, because I don't remember much of it. Oh, no. You get a fun, <laughs> did you get a fun cushion, Caden? <laughs> Wrestling, it's fun. And you get brain damage and don't remember much of it. I sit front row. I know what to expect. Right. The, oh, would it be a fun cushion if you're sitting front row? bend forward a little bit, and then the barricade hits your head? Ah, uh, man, if you're having fun and you get a concussion, it's a fun cushion. <laughs> That's another Turner's Hall story. I don't feel like it's fun. I feel like it hurts. Fucks up your night, anyway. I don't know, man. Your idea of fun and mine might be different. White tubes? I don't, no, know. White tubes. I, okay. I, I don't know if that's my idea. I mean, I'd like to watch <laughs> it. I don't know that I'd one. I'd get hit with one. That's okay. <laughs> Next up in our first non-tournament match, we had Tim Dons versus Eddie fucking Kingston. And Ooh, buddy, <laughs> I want to throw out this tweet that I retweeted uh, of someone who was following the tweets of the match and the before match photo, and it was at DW Miller 2016. He says this kind of looks like Gear Eddie versus basketball shorts Eddie. <laughs> That's funny. And this is a fucking old, old independent wrestling rivalry, an old AIW rivalry. And it was pretty fucking great. This goes back to Don's like first year in year or two, I think, in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Does this go back to Chikara? Yes. Like my two favorite Don's rivalries has been Gage and Kingston. And the Kingston one just never seems to end. No, it's it's they they just come in and out of it. It's always there. I don't feel like the Gage one is over either. It's also still just kind of there. Yeah, I'd love to see that one come back. But I think it like we also seen it a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, and even before that, like just when he came back, it was. There was his last match in AIW, which was Donst, and it was that crazy feud that it didn't have an endpoint because he went back to prison. Yeah, like they never got the proper ending, so they kind of just had to do everything like boom, boom. Yeah. Once he came back, which was great. No complaints about it. And there was no way it wasn't going to be good. You knew before either of these dudes walked to the ring, before the fucking bell sounded. This was going to be a good match, and it fucking was. Mm-hmm. Every time these two have a match with each other, it's fun. If it's a serious match or a somewhat comedy brawl, kind of like they had, I believe it was last year, or the year before, I don't remember when it was. I want to say it was two years ago. But they always have some sort of just fun match. Yeah. This just adds to the list. How do you guys interpret the the Don support? Is it still 50-50, or is it... I don't think it was ever 50-50. I don't know. I felt like it It was, at least against, right around the time of Gage, it was 50-50. Yes. Or right even right in before he came back, because there was the whole thing, like, Dance was, was, at one point, everybody loved Dance, pretty much except me. And then he, you know, had the cancer thing, that, that 
took a whole different route. But then when he came back and ended up turning on J-Pro, I felt like there was a section of the audience that was like, well, I still like Donst. And then there was another section, which I'm that section. <laughs> and then there's another section that within the year leading up to that point, they were like, fuck Donst. And then they became louder right around that time. And I still, it's this, it's still this weird split. Yeah, the love hate for Donst is still there. I could tell you that from the Tim fucking Donst side of that, it does not feel 50 50. What does it feel? 30 70. Which yeah, it's weird. It just depends on where you're at, I guess. Which is the 30, which it, is the 70. The 30 is Tim fucking Donst. Me and Trevor nonstop screaming Tim fucking Donst. Uh, and occasionally a handful of people join in and always the entire rest of fucking everybody yells socks. There's, there was the old Tim Dance section more from the Mount Carmel era. And they pop up from time to time, but I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I've, I've seen them, but I know they were huge, you know, obviously in support for Dance. Yeah. So I think that's why, and I know there's people like, you know, Kenny Wang who fucking, Loves Don's, and I, I that's why I feel like there it's really 50 50. But then again, I came from the time when I was like the only one yelling sucks, and then all of a sudden, like, two it was two other people, and then it grew. Uh, I mean, dude did work as a heel for a while, he's pretty, he's pretty good at wrestling part of it. So, but how many, which we don't know, like, how many of it of those people were saying he's he, well, let's just say cheering him when he was face because th- around that time of that's. Uh, turn when he turned heel. I mean, he was the great good guy. He just came off everything with cancer and he was well loved, but people started getting tired of him. So that's when the sucks chance started. And that's why the, I don't know how much of it is quote heel. The dance thing is always going to be weird in my opinion. Yeah. Ain't weird for me. I cheer the dude every time, even when he's in there with somebody else that I like. It's fun to bust him for his gear. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Dude, the gear's fucking great. Got duct tape on it and shit. That's fantastic. He used to have very nice gear. Very nice gear. He's Tim fucking danced. He he's got the gear he's got. Really, really nice singlet. <laughs> now he just has shorts and a t-shirt and duct tape boots. It's great. It does go back to the tweet of Gear Eddie versus Basketball Shorts Eddie. Danced his duct tape. I'll give him credit. I don't think he's had a any terribly bad feuds in AEW? I mean, he's had stretches where he doesn't have feuds. He just he's just in matches, which that's yeah, not, he's just there, which is like, which is not a knock, which is, which is also great too, because the guy who's been around as much as Don's has, you don't want him to just be in like constant storylines and just always. Yeah, you don't need to be in a feud twenty four seven. You yeah. can just be in matches, right? So that and that's a key to not wearing people out on a guy is to have him around, but not always make him like the center of attention for a thing. Mm-hmm. I disagree too, and I it's fun to make the jokes of like, oh, gear Eddie, basketball shorts Eddie. I have never once seen Eddie Kingston half ass match, and I've seen him wrestling basketball shorts a bunch. I've seen him wrestling gear a bunch. And there's it's easy to make the joke because I think maybe there was a match at one point where he wore the basketball shorts and he may have not went like 100%. But that dude, when Eddie Kingston shows up, he shows up. Same with Tim Donst. And the match was good. Yeah, they're both awesome. And it was The Eddie- gear thing's always going to be a fun little joke with the yeah, crowd. Right, right. Though he told me we need to get new material. Material. <laughs> uh, it was Eddie Kingston 
winning via the spinning back fist. That probably also has a name. Next up, we had an open challenge from To Infinity and Beyond for the AIW Tag Team Championships, and they said they didn't want it to be anybody who has previously challenged for the titles. So there, it wasn't going to be the production. It wasn't going to be PME. It wasn't going to be freaking young studs. Had to be somebody they have never went up against. And of course, well, you reform a tag team that hasn't been a tag team in, fuck, like five, six, oh. seven years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been literally since I like started going. They haven't been a team. The last match I remember them in was when they lost the tag titles. And that was none other than Flip Kendrick and Lewis Linden, formerly known as Aeroform, which the crowd went mild. Maybe it's because <laughs> there's a, a current crop of fans that really don't care for Lewis Linden, or just the fact that this has been a tag like tag team a long time ago that most fans didn't know. Like, it was, yeah, it was a, a lot fan. of people don't know. Man, I really like Flip Kendrick. He's real good. Why don't you like Lewis Linden? I, I didn't say I didn't like Lewis Linden, did I? You didn't, but you excluded him, so... Okay. You made Lewis Linden sad. What was for the, the exclusion of Lewis Linden? I think you're reading too much into things, brother. I'm not. They like Flip Kendrick. I think he's very good at wrestling. What do you think about Lewis Linden? Almost die once, and he that was scary. He broke his face. Uh, See a man break his face, you get a newfound respect for him. I never saw Lewis Linden break his face. They're really good for Lewis Linden. How do you feel about Lewis Linden? I feel like he's a professional wrestler. He uh, wrestles on shows uh, where he's booked. Is that a feel like or that's a no? Because you, I mean, it's, I don't think you feel that he's a professional wrestler. We've, you obviously know he's a professional wrestler. You've obviously seen him on professional wrestling shows. You saw him wrestle Ultimo Dragon last year. I did see him wrestle Ultimo Dragon. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Now, now oh, we're getting man, to the bottom Ultimo of it. Dragon, I love Ultimo Dragon. Man, growing up watching Ultimo Dragon, he was the best. I even, you know, I was happy with, like, Dragon. I thought he was great. What would you rate Lewis Linden? At what? Overall grade as a wrestler. As a, oh, as a wrestler. Um, Man, I don't really put grades on things. Like, what are we grading him at? Like, A, B, C, D, E? Like, yeah, letter grade. Oh man, Lewis Linden's probably a solid C. Okay. That seems... Seems average. I would say C. You know who's really good is there's this wrestler, uh, I think his name's like Felino Blanco, wrestles at old. That dude's good. <laughs> uh, it's like a C. Probably. Wrestler, like a C. He's no Skip, is, he's no skip Kendrick. The thing, if you want fun... Have you ever painted a wall and then, like, the shit dries, right? You can watch that happen. Oh, goodness. Caden? Caden. Yes. Remember when Aeroform was a fun-loving tag team and everybody loved both members? I do. It was what? a good time. What happened? Oh, man, they still look like they loved fun. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're asking me if I, like, booed Lewis Linden, well, of course not. He was in a ring with Cheech. <laughs> people did not like Cheech this day oh, oh I forgot about it. in between this and the Chandler Biggs Memorial Tag Team Tournament uh, the, the eat shit Cheech chant started yeah and there was a we want cloudy chant and you were saying it and you yes you used to be like one of the biggest anti-cloudy people I've ever known 
Him and Brett Banks. Clyde come back so I could yell at him some more. Man, people really wanted Cheech to eat some shit. Like, <laughs> what if Colin to eat cereal? Fuckers. I, I don't know that there were very many people not telling him to eat shit. It was a lot. It was loud. It was very loud. Poor Cheech. And strangely, those same people did cheer Cheech at one point during this match, but... We're going to look over that and not talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk about that part. We've had enough uh, issues with fans and even one with a wrestler, but we're not going to get into back into all that. We'll just say, don't be that dude. Do not be that dude. Oh, I just thought all those people, I, I just thought they all got confused for a minute. Oh, no, eat shit. Sorry, forgot. Eat, eat shit. <laughs> all, right, all right, we don't like you, boo. So, yeah, Aeroform. Like, we called this. Uh, we knew. Even before they announced the stipulation. The stipulation kind of confirmed it before we heard the music. Yeah, I mean, we called this before night one was over, right? Like, somebody on the, the preview show said that this would probably happen night two. Or maybe that was in casual conversation, but I know I heard somebody say it before it happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just, you know. Like, like I said, the crowd went mild. And it, it, yeah. it's either between the few that don't like Lewis Linden and I do think probably the bigger thing is like what tag team? Huh? I don't get it. Why are they uh-huh. why are these two dudes tag team? When did this happen? Forever ago. That's why. I and look man, I think I think it's really obvious that like Cheech are pretty good at being heels, right? I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No argument there. The other thing is I don't think everybody really hates Colin and Cheech. Like here's the thing. If you rewind the clock to when fucking PB and Swoggle were champs, right? Mm-hmm. Still, like, to Infinity and Beyond still worked matches, and they didn't get, like, crazy booed. Sick of seeing them as champs. Yes. And I've said it's, this before. Yeah, they just don't... It's that thing where, like, uh, like a WWE analogy into it, but, like, Cena always had a belt. Everybody hated Cena. Like, just nuclear fucking hated Cena. As soon as he stepped away and was just like isn't having fun, uh, people quit hating him. The same thing with Colin and Cheech. As soon as they're not involved in like the tag title scene, they'll go to being like face. Uh, but when they weren't champions, it's not like they were face. They were they were still kind of the same. Yeah, but there wasn't that vitriol. There wasn't like. People weren't like, oh, fuck these guys. People weren't telling Cheech to eat shit. Yeah, they were still disliked, but not on such a high level. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there are, I feel like there are some fence riders on uh, To Infinity and Beyond where there are some people who like them. They just don't fucking want them to be champs anymore. They're a good team. I just don't want them to be champs. I've said that yeah. one before. I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot here. <laughs> Do we have like a count? I wonder if I should say we obviously don't, but I wonder if there's anybody out there that has a count of how many days they've been champion total in AIW. Because I mean, I would imagine Wadsworth has that. Let me see if I can figure this one out. Because they've they've been champions for enough absolutions where they were either. No, I think all of them they were coming in as champion. Actually, maybe there was one that they didn't because the Hot Sauce Entertainment versus. To infinity beyond that feud lasted a year. I mean, I think it was back to back absolutions we had that match. And I you th- want combined days as tag champs? Yes. Like entirely? Okay. 
Because that would be the big question. Because for me, I think it's hard to actually hate Colin. I love Colin. Like, I get the whole heel stuff and everything. But, like, I think on a personal, personal level, like, to hate that dude, I think it's nuts. Uh, he's pretty good at commentary. I don't know if you've ever heard that dude do commentary, but he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Heard him um, WrestleMania weekend for the Slumber Party Massacre. Okay. But, like, I think just, like, personally, like, if you ever get a chance to speak with him, like, he's he's an awesome dude. Like, and that's not, I'm not combining that with, like, he, like he's supposed to be hated. He's supposed to be a heel. He's supposed to be booed. That's fine. I was going to say, man, because that can be said for, like, you could say this about every wrestling promotion, but I, I think in AIW, it's tilted a bit more. But a lot of these guys are really good dudes if you talk to them. Mm-hmm. And Colin and Cheech are no different in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Colin's fine. Maybe people would like Cheech you know? if he brought that shirt for uh, Pat. For, yeah, for Pat. That'd be a great... New, Papa, like, new Papa Pat needs his fucking RVD shirt, goddammit. I was about to say, that would be a great, great thing for like to get as, as a new father. Yeah. Amazing gift to give a new father one day passed down to that son. And it'll be all thanks to Cheech. I mean, <laughs> come on, Cheech. Dropping the ball. Nah, I don't think Cheech listens to your show, Summers. But maybe. Maybe he does. I don't think he does either, but it's whether you get people that hear it and then they say, listen to this. I don't know. I mean, Cheech. Just uh, anybody who listens to this podcast, tweet Cheech and shame him. Pat, old Ron Two Legs. Uh, uh, the RVD shirt. He deserves that shit, and you gave him your word, Cheech. Come on, Cheech. We've seen you do the right thing before that, but we've seen it. We need, we need a hashtag for this. I just keep wanting to see like hashtag do the right thing, Cheech. You got that total yet, Caden? I do. Okay, that's what I was waiting on. I just wasn't interrupting. AT four twenty. Combined days as tag champs since they first won it in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. 754. Days. And that's still counting. Like, it's still going. That's over two years as champions. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then we still have a while for Abso. So, yeah. That's some fucking Hogan San Martino (laughs) shit. Like, Jesus Christ. They've lost it in between here and there, obviously, but. Sure, but still fucking total. Two years? Lost to Infinity and Beyond. How many times did they lose to Hot Sauce Entertainment? Was it once? Yeah, once. And then then they beat Crazy Pain, right? Yeah. Okay. And then obviously losing it to um, Twins. Man, Crazy Pain. I'd like to see half of that tag team back around more often. Which half would that be? Oh, uh, Gringo Locos. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I was saying neither of them are around often. Gringo busy he's in demand i mean he was just he's been here this year i had just gotten real used to him being on like almost every show oh hell yeah it's because he's just got conflicting dates now is it what seems to be a normal thing yeah there's a seem to be a couple people that have conflicting dates that's why we haven't seen them lately or they don't seem as much because they're the same wrestlers would be the ones that you were expecting them almost every every single month yeah there's a couple of people who've been mia for a minute like the laredo kid well, I don't think we'll see him much anymore. I'm sad. What's he been doing? I haven't been paying uh, attention. Well, uh, he joined AEW. Oh, okay. One of the. Well, I don't know if he, I don't know that he's actually joined AEW, but he's working that Fighter Fest show. Okay. As the 
tag team partner of Penta and uh, Ray Phoenix. I mean, you didn't have to say his name. I'm like, you shouldn't show up to any other show. Could censor that other name. <laughs> uh, going back to the match, it was to infinity and beyond retained via powerbomb lung blower combo. LOL to infinity mm. and beyond wins. We, right. we won't get into the Chandler Briggs Memorial Tag Team Tournament results. That's next week's episode. But we might not have that for a while. Hope. It seems like uh, the winners of that tournament uh, to do it. And hopefully they do. I'll find a partner, take the tag belts. <laughs> Who would your partner be? I don't know. Give me a minute. Figure that one out. All right, and it was at this time we went into uh, intermission. So we'll be right back right after this. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And coming back from intermission, we started off with a unannounced scramble match. Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham versus Mikey Millennial versus CPA versus Eric Taylor versus one called Manders and versus Alley Cat. This match? Uh, n- Go ahead. All right, we're going to talk all over each other. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just, I, all I was saying was, this was a great match to come back from intermission to. Mm-hmm. This match was fucking fun. People showed out in this match. Like, there were people who came back who haven't been, like, IW folks, but have been, like, a more recent addition to the roster. And then the two students who I felt best performance in every match I've seen them in got a chance to to wrestle some established folks. Uh Mikey Millennial is the fucking truth, man. He's very, very good. Fuck yeah. And he's got to do more with his gimmick the on this particular day with the two shows. That's been really fun to watch. Fucking cell phone spots are the best. He's creative with his gimmick. That's what's good. It's great. And man, that finisher is called the Clout Chaser. Start calling it the Clout Chaser. Okay, now I know, jeez. Caden, it's called the Clout Chaser. Yeah, I'm the one that tweets the results. Should know this um, by now. Sorry, Caden, I didn't mean to put you on blast, but jeez, it's funny. People could tell me what they call their moves. I say this all the time. Let me know. Yeah, they're. they're... I told you or not? I just I is the name of the move, and I hadn't seen anybody post as it. So I, I think one of my favorite spots in this match, because pretty much anything you do with Alley Cat is great when she, she works the whole the cat angle. And what was it? Freaking angle? Okay. But with the whole, what was it, Eric being allergic? Poor kid. Uh, I think so, yeah. That whole spot was fucking great. Because so bad. He was allergic to the cat. I don't think I've seen anybody in a match be like, oh, I'm allergic to cats. It's probably been done, but fuck if I haven't seen it. It's new to you. If it's been done, it hasn't been done at AIW, so. Bingo. And Dr. Dan was his usual self. Yeah, Dan's always good. Mance. He did not die against Mance. Man, that was that match. I know that was the first night, but god damn it, that was just the best. <laughs> it was good. Fucking best. And people were just so many people with dollars out. Everyone's like, here, just just yeah. take my money. 
don't care if it's a $20 bill, take it. Kept going and made fucking 20 bucks in fucking ones. Man, so good. Pamphlet to his forehead. It's perfect. He came out all that and was able to, you know, hold his own in this match. Some. Mm-hmm. Manders fresh off almost killing a guy. Uh, almost murdered a man. Yeah. Hopefully we see him back in AIW. Yeah. Just don't do that again. Yeah, don't Just don't kill a guy. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys remember from this match? Uh, they did the tie gimmick. CPA and Dan. That was a good spot. Clip on tie and then Dan's not being a clip on tie. That whole thing. Simple little spot. But it was fun. Yeah. I mean, this, this match was... Want to just call it a comedy match because it wasn't. There was more going on in it than a, no, but it had lots of comedy spots and it, it seems definitely like the comedy like, spots stuck out more than anything else. And that might be because I like comedy wrestling, mm-hmm. but I think that's because well, they could have been creative spots more than anything. Right. CPA can do comedy. Doctor Dan can go back and forth between comedy. Obviously, Alley Cat can do comedy, and then you have. I don't think Manners not really big into that but at least with the two students like you could play off certain things to be comedy because i don't i don't want to say that mikey millennial's comedy but he has things no that can be but fun. so i i think with mikey it's not like over the top comedy it's almost a little more subtle it's very millennial <sighs> which <laughs> jesus christ summers but what i'm saying uh, is like when, when people are like oh millennials like he's just take like oh okay like that he's just taking those tropes and doing them that's what that's what i'm saying yeah i got you i got you i thought you were just trying to work his fucking come on uh i mean but no yeah he's i i just i've never seen someone do that fucking spot phone where he does the fuck with the spin around with it the whole time oh fucking good it's so fucking good and like he mixes that with with a comedy side of things that's just it's a good mix. I really like that kid. I think it's going to be an interesting year for him in AIW. I he's already starting off quite good. He's had like a, such a such a hot start of putting on good matches, fun matches, and he's like one of the guys that everybody's talking about. Even before he debuted, like uh, you had that small group that already knew about him. Like I think it was before day one, he came up to me and he said, "Thank you for all the nice things," and I'm like. That's all you, dude. Like, I'm just telling you that I like it. Or we're saying that we like it. Like, dude, just keep doing you. Now, I've said it like a broken record, but what got me to like that kid was watching his hustle on Ring Crew. Mm-hmm. He was working that hard, that fast, to make sure that the fucking little things like cleaning up the ring are done as as quickly as possible to move the show along. Like, oh, you're given that role, and you're working... 110% of what's expected, uh, that's going to translate into other things you do. Mm-hmm. Clearly has. Um, because he's obviously put work in. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what made me a fan, was just watching his hustle, doing little shit like Ring Crew and stuff, before I ever saw him wrestle a match. I think he was one of two students of this particular class that I kind of knew who he was before he debuted. It was him and Arthur MacArthur. Like, that's it. And I think everything that you said, it's like, it speaks like the truth with him a lot more. And it was Alley Cat winning via Snap Headbutt. The the women's ace of AIW. Yep. I wonder if we'll get a women's match at Abso. I hope. 
I don't know who the fuck would be in it, but Alley Cat versus somebody. They had no idea who, but isn't uh, which I don't hundred percent know. The Savage Gentleman and Lady Frost are they in ROH? Or are they the dojo? No clue. Caden, I think they're in the dojo. Okay, so it means they could. I'm not helpful here. Which means they can wrestle anywhere. It's not they're not exclusivity. Locked down to ROH. Yeah, yeah. Fun little story about them that I want to tell. I think it was Saturday night. I get a DM on Instagram from a friend of mine, and it was someone else's Instagram story, and it was Mick Foley at a wedding reception. And I was like, "All right, that's cool." And like the whole like the wedding party had uh, or the, the groomsmen had wrestling shirts under their stuff. I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." The bride end up uh, doing the mandible claw on the groom. I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool." Then I go to the last snap. It's Lady Frost and Savage Benjamin's wedding. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And I'm like, I'm the dude's sending me a a video of like, oh, here's Mick Foley. And I go, oh, I know the wrestler's getting married. <laughs> I'm like, Foley's cool too. Yeah. But Yeah, I know it's Mick Foley, but I know the wrestlers. Yeah, I saw some uh stories had stuff from that on it. What made me think of them right now is just the whole like what like if we're trying to like get in women, or at least trying to get one woman's match every few shows. I figure she's probably towards the top of the list of people that they can they can get easily now. Zoom. I would almost like to see like if we're just gonna have a women's match, bring in somebody crazy for Alley Cat to wrestle every time. I haven't been around AIW or haven't been there for a long time and are available again. Who would you like to see, Caden? A lot of people I'd like to see are overseas talent, so it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Trust me, I already know this. I tried. <laughs> that Japan plane ticket is a motherfucker. <laughs> I wouldn't even say Japan. Right. So you gotta, but I know how these things work. Yeah, you know, you got a lot of women's wrestlers you're fans of. I figured there'd be somebody within the States that you'd like to see in AIW. And bring yeah. Maria Manic in, but not even as to have a women's match, just in roster. She was at the last GNO, right? Or was it the one before that? That was... I think that was... Hold the- on. Flyers over here. Which one was she on? Might not have been the last one. I remember. Zero seventeen. Wasn't that the last one? No. Last one was twenty. There was two after that. Or they go out. But that was like a completely different Maria Manic too. Oh yeah, 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 that was like when she first debuted. Yeah, like that was my introduction to Maria Manic. The big difference now. Oh god, yes. They don't even. You don't even think it's the same person, just because she went a little more gimmick then, and then now it seems to be this is kind of more of a real personality. I'd like to see her back. She'd be a good one. I'd go nuts from Veda Scott, but I don't. I'm not holding my breath on that one. Never in the states. Just not at the right time. I yeah, I mean, if you're at AIW, but it just didn't work out. If you're if you're based out of Europe too, I mean, that's the only reason that we got Sasha Moth was because she was going to be in the states because it was Mania, you know, that running up against Mania. Mm-hmm. It was because Rise was the next day, and that's in Chicago, so it's perfect timing. Right. And that was the week before Mania. It was literally just perfect timing with how stuff worked out. Was just Rise Shimmer being that weekend, plus Mania being the next weekend. Yep. So she flew in a week early for that stuff, and we got her a day early. Plus got to cross off someone off the bookings list. Signings, bookings. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next match. And I think it seemed like we were going to go into a, a different match at this point, but we had 
40 acres, PB Smooth, Trey Lamar, and AJ Gray come out demanding a match. AJ Gray took B. PB Smooth's old gimmick of I don't sleep ever. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it with him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, PB Smooth it, probably still doesn't sleep. I was supposed to say, is it his old gimmick? It's just he's he's borrowing the gimmick. Yeah, Trey mean, probably doesn't sleep either. None of them sleep. I don't know. I do think I still. I, I'm occasionally up at like 5 a.m. and I'm pretty sure I still see like stories start at like five. So he's just going to the gym. He is living that no sleep life. He told told me before he sleeps in like these like small intervals, which is nuts. I have a friend who does that. And sleeps like two hours at a time, a few times a day. Mm-hmm. But I would feel like life never ended. Like it was just like an endless cycle. Mm-hmm. I'd be crazy. But it, hey, man, if it works for you, you do you. There's nothing says you need to actually sleep. Oh, no, you actually need to sleep. Yeah, you stay. Get 45 minutes, you'll be fine. Sure, for a while. <laughs> that's older. If you're a wrestler, it works. Yeah. That's older folks go, no, I need sleep. Hey, man, cocaine's crazy. You can do all kinds of shit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it no was... story with any of these cats, but... It was Danhausen and Derek Director who answered the challenge, and uh, there was no... Because we'd figure it would be a three-on-three, but granted, we're doing this a little out of order, and he only did uh, get injured in the Chandler Biggs World Tag Team Tournament, so... Flew out of the balcony. He was not able to be in this match. Or even, like, was it? Yeah, it was a match. Sort of. I didn't know if there was ever a bell. There was one. I think it was uh, PB and AJ demanded the bell be rung. And we did have Eddie, who, who, who came out and you know, attempted to clear house with a chair, but then he ended up getting attacked by uh, his ankle. So I think it was really quick. It was a matter of a few minutes, but, you know, 40 acres won via chokeslam. Man, 40 acres is going to be some shit to contend with mm-hmm. for for quite a while in AIW. I think post-absolution tag team division is <laughs> is very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. A lot of free bird rules going on. Yeah, that's another thing. With the couple trios in AIW, that makes the tag division quite interesting. I like 40 Acres, man. I think it's exactly what those guys needed. Instead of just kind of being there. Yeah. And just how they're just doing open challenges every month. I mean, when you talk earlier, we were talking about how, like, the main event show at Jaylet, and, like, AJ Gray's a guy who was responsible for one of those years where, like, the weekend all people were talking about was AJ Gray. They weren't talking about who won Jaylit. He had an insane match on the earlier show and because of that he got a spot later in the night and just a bonus match. Right. Things like that happen Jaylit weekend. Exactly. It's the weekend where you kind of show up and try to get a spot. Yeah, 40 Acres is going to be uh, I think uh, a lot of people going forward. Uh, anybody in the tag division, and honestly, anybody in the singles division. I mean, that's that's three dudes that are going to cause a whole lot of problems for a whole lot of people. There for it. I'm, I dig it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they really end up as. Because right now, they're more or less just a trio that calls people out. And then beats people up. And Yeah, it's it's simple. But hey. But I feel like with 40 Acres in the production, it's not over. No, I don't see that being over yet. Because Oh, no, no, no. Number one, obviously not a fair fight. And number two, I mean, 
if you're the production and you've lost a, a match under with that circumstances and everything, you're, you're coming back for revenge. You're going to want a second match. So we're going to get something, I'm hoping, by Abzo. Oh, I would love to see these two teams go at it at Abzo, if for no other reason than to see all the fucking videos that Dan Housen and Derek cut leading up to it. If not Abzo, Rager. I, I would take that as well. Have a little party. Bit of a different definition than most people. <laughs> all right, next up we had Filthy Tom Waller versus Eric Stevens for the AIW Absolute Championship. Oh, boy. Which, this didn't start for almost 10 minutes, technically. Yeah, technically. Because it was, I believe, was it Stevens that attacked Filthy Tom? Stevens just murdered Waller on a dive. Yeah. And it just was insanity from there. This is a match I'm not remembering too much from. I just remember it being real rough. What would you expect from those two? Yeah. Not like rough like it wasn't good, just like rough like it was it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, what else do you expect from those two? And that was Tom's second match of the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is something I would highly recommend you go out of the way to watch. It's really fucking good. If you like the early 2000s indie, like, strong style stuff, this is kind of what it was. Just two dudes wailing on each other for, what, like, 20, 25 minutes? I'm bad at times. There haven't been a lot of them at this point because he's, you know, a fairly new champion. Uh, but I think this was Tom's best match uh, that he's had as champion. Because it was someone who wrestles kind of the same as he does. Yeah, it was super complimentary styles. Absolutely. Eric Stevens just coming back to wrestling. I probably said this again last time. After nine years, couldn't tell if you didn't know he was gone for nine years. It's a beat. I don't know how long he's going to be doing this for. Get that man on your shows. Yeah, I hope we see him back to AIW uh, before the year's over. I was hoping at least Absolution. I mean, if it's that soon, fucking great. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it could be even like all the way to hell on earth. Just as long as, you know, he gets brought back in before the year's over. I'm I'm cool with it. I'll bring him back in every month if you want to. Great. He uh, in impressed. Uh, of the dudes who seen like him and kid cash for me going into this weekend were two guys who i hadn't seen in a while and i didn't really know what we were going to get out of them and kid cash was fine but man eric stevens it was like he never stopped wrestling just came just picked up right where he left off yep and it was filthy tom Lawler retained via arm trap ttd yep i have a technical name for that now okay it is the master blaster that's a good name yeah that is straight from Tom Lawler himself. Probably didn't listen, but thank you, Tom Lawler. That's way better than that shit you said, Summers. And then that's, again, that is me tweeting results. Yeah. Don't yell at Summers. That's not I'm Summers' not, fault. I'm not yelling at anybody. You tweeted, kid. It's <laughs> my fault, because I just go by the actual moves. <laughs> because Don't make Summers sad. Make me sad instead. No, because if it was me tweeting, it would just be wins via submission. Yeah, you you can tell the difference. I've openly said I've always been horrible at move names. Never remember. He's not as detailed. No. It's just pinner submission. I tweet the actual moves. <laughs> I'll tweet the moves if I know them, and those are rare. You know when it's power bomb. That's a classic. Next up, we're at the main event. Wow, yeah. we're all the way there, huh? Yeah. We're in danger. Uh, we are at Mance Warner versus Matthew Justice. Versus Nick Gage 
in a triple threat elimination match, the finals of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, I was talking about earlier, earlier in the year, we did the early predictions. And Dustin and Caden both had Gage. Me and Stacy had Justice. And there's a lesson to be learned here. What's that? The year me is really good at picking things. Yeah, you pick both that and Gauntlet. Or the show me is fucking terrible at it. My instincts and pick Mancer, and I was wrong as wrong could be. Me was smart, was fucking on point. Mm, dumb as fuck. Well, like I said, the record's going to show that your predictions at the beginning of the year were right without knowing anything. Shot yeah. in the dark, bullseyes. Yeah, I'm a little proud of myself. <laughs> Definitely have the right to be. I was almost right with Gauntlet. I was almost right. I think Caden, <laughs> didn't you have them both right last year? Or was it just the one? You had Gauntlet. I mean, you had Jaylet. I know that. You Me probably, or Caden? Last year. I, I might have had both of them. I don't know. You probably don't have that saved still. No, I don't have that saved anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember back that far. I'd probably have to go back to the... I can tell you something from 2012 AIW, though. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I can remember 2012 oh. AIW, but I can't remember a podcast from last year. I have weird memory. I'd have to go back to the, the Jaylet episodes last year. It was somewhere around there we talked about it. Because I remember you... You picked the winner of Jaylet. You picked Janela. Who won? I don't remember who picked Hot Sauce to win Gauntlet. You mean Jaylet? Mm-mm. No, no. Oh, he won Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I know somebody picked him, and I just don't remember fucking who. So we've bo- we've all said this is the the match of the, the weekend, or at least the match of the night. Oh, I think it was probably the match of the weekend, too. And like, it was just death. And there was no right or wrong way person to win. It was definitely everybody, like I said, if they would have won, it would have been great. I think there is something poetic about matt winning the jt lightning tournament though how's that it, it's well it's happened a couple of times like ray won guys who were actually like jt had a hand in them becoming wrestlers mm-hmm. as to win to me that feels a little more special than you know Mance's gauge is amazing but they don't have like a direct tie to jt lightning they get win like you know, a guy who, who JT was involved in, in there. Or guys that were actually in Cleveland All-Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I think that feels, there's something special about that. It's such a small little thing, but it's like, hey, this is cool, because they were actually in the company or around JT. Yeah, exactly. It's the same idea as, like, you know, when a team wins the Biggins, that, you know, actually were... were Chandler Biggins guys, you know, it's that That's same. That's why when Weird World wanted it was cool. And man, this just adds to the fucking year that Matt Justice is having. Holy shit! Killed a man and won the Satan belt. Now he wins this. <laughs> man, got that Satan belt. Looks like they killed that whole. Didn't just kill that man. It looks like he killed that whole promotion. Killed the entire company. Yeah, took the Satan belt and went home. It's his belt now. Yeah, the dead guy. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Let's talk about the first elimination. Chuck Sampson came out, attacks Mance Warner. The Duke, you know, you know, he tries stopping it, but somewhat predictable. He attacks Mance too, and then it was Justice pinning Mance to eliminate Mance Warner. Duke in the process turning back into the most hated person on the AIW roster. 
So I may have yelled some incredibly obscene shit at the Duke during the whole. It's okay. Yeah. Like before this, there was definitely a point where like Mance was pinned and he ended up kicking out. And I yelled like, Duke, do your fucking job at him. And then, you know, of course, Mance. Uh, Yeah. See Mance just staple everything in the fucking world to Duke. It's going to be the best. I'll bring the weapons. It's Duke. I will bring Sim. That's something. Russell Rager, that's the match I want. I don't want it to be like a fucking 10 people in the ring. I just want Mance versus Duke deathmatch. Bring all the white tubes. Let's go. <laughs> the I'll world, bring the poppers too. The AIW world is back to normal because yep. good guy Duke. That's not allowed. That hasn't been a thing since Absolution 7. And here's the funny thing. Man, there was there wasn't even good guy Duke though. It was Duke walks out, gets booed, Mance walks out, gets cheered. Yeah. But there was really good guy Duke. Nah, it was close he enough. He kind of got cheered because Mance was there. Yeah, there was uh even his his trash ignore- talking to Dr. Dan. To me, that was like, yeah, that's that's weird. That's really weird. Duke trash talking Dr. Dan? Yeah. Seem weird to me. Duke's just a dick. He trash talks everybody, right? Like that's his. Yeah, that's his thing. Is he's just you know character's thing. Everybody was backing him up, and I'm like, this is just weird. I like it. Didn't. Well, things are right in the world now. Yeah, things are precisely. The, he's a miserable, worthless so and so self with Jock Sampson, and you know Pat and Ed both said this, and they are correct. If Duke is a good businessman. Why would he take the side of Jock Sampson, no offense to Jock, uh, and not Mance Warner, a dude who's, you know, doing things? Because of that Borough match they had in episode 7. Um, that's about it. That's all I can think of. And the last time, the last Everyone- time Duke was a, quote, good guy, and even if you go back and watch that shit, it feels weird. It, like, people... Yeah, it's not right. People cheering for him. Like, I, that's when I first came around, and that's the Duke I was introduced to. And I go back and watch that, and it just it just feels weird. Just wrong. I'll I tell you, man, you're never going to hear a crowd pop more than when Mance Warner gets his hands on Duke. It's going to be fantastic. Mance versus Jock Absolution. Mance versus Duke for the Haas boot at Rager. Sure. The Haas boot's just not a thing anymore. It's just there. The hospital hospital was a fucking trophy for like a while then. It was a small little golden boot trophy. The the fucking Haas boot is about as used as much as the women's championship now. Hey man, it's been used more than that women's championship in the last two years. I remember a Wrestle Rager match where Duke won that boot. The no. champ hasn't been around in two years for sure. Longest reigning champion in AIW history. Fuck yeah. He didn't win the boot at Rager. He won the, the boot at a um, what, was it on Lake Show. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was. You're right. But that was like the first time we had seen the boot in fucking how long? No, we saw it at Wrestle Rager. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. At when at Wrestle Rager at that point. Yeah, we saw it there. That was the first time since 2015, I believe. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I want to see a Haas tournament. 305? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm, oh, it don't, it don't even have to be 305, man. It just, 
are enough dudes around right now, even just on the AIW roster, not even bringing people in, but just like guys who are regulars at AIW, there's enough that you could do a fucking... I, I kind of wish the Chandler Biggins tournament was a Haas tournament. This is a tag tournament, though. Oh, I, I know it is, but I'm saying I think that would be kind of cool idea for Biggins, too. I don't know. I just think it would be fun for that boot to be taken, not like taken seriously, but like have it be a thing. Yeah, take it seriously, because Haas wrestling's awesome. Fuck yeah, it is. Give me not- big points just forearming each other. And you don't really see that on the indies. Like, nobody really creates Haas wrestling. It's not done good. What if it's done good? It's fucking awesome. It very good. What if it's not Mance that beats Duke for the boot? What if it's Big Tuan? Uh, yes. I'm on board with that. I'm, I'm curious to what more of uh, Big Tuan we see after we see another day one. Hey, man, NX Tuan. The greatest. The look on his face when that was the chant was great. He was very happy. Yeah. Big Tuan's a good person. Everyone loves Big Tuan. And I mean everyone. Like Tuan. Well, back to Nick Gage and Matthew Justice. Oh, yeah, because there's that whole part of this match still, and that was fucking brutal. There's so much in this match, but I don't want to give away too much of it. It's just just go watch the match. It was just gross in the best way possible. I think you can still buy the whole thing on Fight for 25 bucks yeah. like the whole weekend. Worth it. I think it's kind of cool that our early in the year predictions were the final two. Yeah. So it came down to like which two were going to be right and which two are going to be wrong. But it was, you know, Matt Justice winning via a small package and new Jaylet trophy holder. Cashing it in an abso. If it's true what I've been told in the past, faces are going to cash in ahead of time and announce the match, and heels are going to be the one who sneak up. I even thought, like, Janela could have been the one to break that, because he's a bad boy. He could have just cashed in, because fuck it, he can cash in. Too bad his trophy thing ran out. He was supposed to be getting a, uh, an extension, but as of right now, I'll consider him going to be the only one to have never cashed in. But Correct. AIW could easily go, nah, it's cool, go cash in. And that wouldn't surprise me either. He'll cash in like three years. Jeez, Caden, are you doom speaking at AEW? Oh, by three years from now, they'll be gone. (laughs) Nah, that company will still be around. I'm not that person. I like AEW. I like wrestling. I I like all the wrestling. Wrestling is good. The fans are not sometimes. Nah, the fans are the fucking worst part of wrestling. Be better, people. They've been the worst part of wrestling forever. Damn near. They know more than the wrestlers. Think about that statement. Think about some of the awful people who've been involved in wrestling. And the fans are still the worst part. Brother. But AIW has generally fucking good fans. Sometimes. Occasionally there's a bad egg. There's a bad egg here and there, but in general. Yeah, as a we whole. We cancel those people. As a whole, I really love our fan base, and I've said it time and time again. I think AIW. The shows are, and it's kind of like what they were, were talking about on the AW podcast this week, and it's something we've talked about for a long time, is that, you know, it's not just, oh, we're going to go to a wrestling show. For most of us, it's we're going to go to a wrestling show and hang out with friends. We're going to go see all of our friends, basically, and see some wrestling. Yeah. It was the, the, the premise of this, this show's even name change, because 
a lot of times that wrestling shows that there's a lot of people who know your name. And it's not it's more than just, all right, here take let's take your money and like go sit and watch the show and you're gonna not gonna know and Go be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily like that, but still of there has been like over time of just friendships that have grown through AIW. And I, th- I still think as a whole, like we're we're a decent decent community of, of fans. Decent people. Wouldn't put it above that. We're decent. And I don't want to say De- we, decent's fair. Yeah, yeah, sure. I wouldn't say we have we're passable. I wouldn't say we have <laughs> we have bad eggs. I think there's just people that make bad decisions from time to time. Like me, make a lot of bad decisions. Well, like liking death matches. I've said it before. That that's not the kind of bad decisions we're talking about. I don't know. You get my jokes in. <laughs> but yeah, the I had a I had a I had a great JLA weekend. Fun. It's always fantastic. It's long, but it's fun. And I think uh, it was Pod Van Dam that like hit the nail on the head for me. The fact that we had the AC all weekend kind of like we didn't have that like awful humidity within the venue and just making everybody stink and just making it uncomfortable. It felt fine. People complained about that too, which was yeah, I, kind I, of funny to me. I can't remember if I if I talked about it last week or not, but I know I heard people bitching and a lot of us said to each other, we've been in like just a sauna of a show. So we'll take the AC over anything. Like even I think the end of night one, I bought an AIW hoodie and that helped me night two. Just be yeah. safe you had it. Uh, yeah, man, you're never going to hear me complain about air conditioning. Uh, I had long sleeves on the first night, so I didn't notice how cold it was. But people around me did. That It can be cold. Uh, I'd rather have it be cold than have the room be fucking dripping. And you can warm up. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get, It's you know, 100% humidity and fucking 90 degrees in a room. I, I, the Odeon as a venue for wrestling is great. I have no complaints at this point as far as the Odeon goes. They can keep running shows there. Good wrestling happens really well in it. Like the room in a wrestling venue pretty well. The merch area in the back is a little tight and stuff. Like I don't venture back there because you look claustrophobic. Yeah, no, the Odeon's great. And I'll never bitch about air conditioning in a room. What were your guys' thoughts on the Jayla weekend as a whole, Sarah Caden? Fun, like usual. Just very, very tiring. Because I'm, I always know what to expect from Jay Weekend. Just don't expect to get any sleep because you will not get more than maybe four hours of decent sleep throughout the entire weekend. I think that that reigns true if you do everything that weekend. I didn't do any of the after parties, and I that was fine. But the year that I did everything, yes, that's very true. I, I think actually I got like two hours. If I was lucky between night one and night two, I got a little more sleep this year because I night after the after party till I just crashed out uh, uh, to uh, stay up until the sun comes up kind of stuff. Uh, And then I got to sleep in the next day because we didn't have like the tailgate or anything. Um, Which made me sad. I was hoping for one. I know the girls did their brunch thing, which also kind of goes to to speak to like the community um thing that's there with AIW where like that regularly go to shows went and had drinks and brunch together mm. before the Biggins Cup. I think that's cool. 
I thought the weekend was fun. I think is a fucking great after party spot proven to be I this some people will dislike the statement in ways it's better than Funhouse. Um oh. they're they're very man, here's the thing though. Very accommodating and welcoming to AIW. Uh like they didn't have like a fruity weird drink with a bunch of stuff in it on their normal menu. Um like that thing from Funhouse, so they made a version of it for it. Uh they brought in a bottle of scotch that they don't usually have. You like scotch. They always have wrestling on one of the TVs in there when we're in there. And I like I like good company as an after party spot. I like Funhouse too. And it's a different vibe between the two. Closing the weekend out at good company felt for lack of a better word. It was it was fun. It, I think it's a good fit for AIW. How was the after party at Nax this year? It was Nax. I think of all the after party venues I went to, that was my was always my favorite. But I haven't been to Good Company yet. But I've heard nothing but good things. No pun intended. Yeah, no, Good Company's fantastic. And I do like that they've been accommodating. I think outside of just like, oh, here's like an AIW show we're gonna do after party. It's like other things of AIW dropping in and watching you know fucking gcw shows and shit right when you know it helps that the the guy who runs the place is a fan mm-hmm. that i think i think that makes a, a huge difference it's a big help i hope that that's the spot for abso as much as i love funhouse so after party spot i think as long as the absolution venue is the odeon which obviously it's been announced it is i think or anytime the aiw show is going to be at the odeon i think good company is going to be the after party spot it was at nax because it's closer to the the jaylet hotel so we might not be going back to the fun house until fucking rager right although rager's at a bar to begin with i think the funniest thing to me about good company and i guess it probably wasn't there the whole time but like yeah we're going there after the odeon shows but it is around the corner from mount carmel around the corner you know that weird intersection with the burger king mm-hmm it's like that's where you turn, and then you cut back 76th Street Carmel to get there. It's Mount Carmel. Part of me is always going to miss that venue, but I think for right now, Odeon's a good fit, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bounce around to a few more venues. It sort of sucks that we lost the St. John the Baptist, but... Uh, the, nah, man, the that last- place smelled like cat piss. I'm good. <laughs> The first time it was great, which I was, which I was kind of getting to. The like, what makes me not miss it as much is that second time because that was horrible. That was god awful. Yeah, I'd rather go back to the volleyball cavern than the fucking cat piss place. Oh, uh, that might be the best, but I think scheduling there is difficult. If we can, I don't get- know. Vo- volleyball cavern, however, was the first time I was at a show and couldn't see. No, because like a fan of volleyball cavern, there was only a couple bleachers. Or yeah, and the, yeah, and the room was so big, and like shit went all over the place. I uh, actually had to go back and watch. Really, I wasn't able to see everything at the show. I wasn't I, a fan of the volleyball. I crowd. wasn't there for that one, so I have no real assessment on that venue. Besides, it happened. It was big. It looked like it. It's a, it's a big room. Yeah, that's one that you're gonna fight for front row. Oh yeah, I'd just buy a front row ticket if I was there. But even then, I think if you had a front row ticket at that show. You still couldn't have seen everything that happened at that show, like even at other places, just because 
shit, the room's so goddamn big. And if shit spilled out of the ring, people had a tendency to kind of like into little big open areas. I think one thing. That's another nice thing about the Odin. They go into the crowd. You could see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, the Odeon shows too, and th- this might change for Abso. I haven't seen the tickets yet. But man, people need to realize those stage seats are part of GA, and that's a fucking great view. You can really see everything. Yeah, I don't know why those seats aren't full every time. Like, there's people standing, and those seats are full. Like, obviously, we're going to be where we are all the time. Yeah. I like that corner seat. Yeah, you got to catch justice. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's great. I still like that both me and Rick took the same video of Justice catching you. Of Justice catching me. Or no, you know what I meant. You catching Justice. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was fucking nuts. Like when he tweeted that, I was like, oh my God, I had the same video. I just didn't tweet it out. Like, this is awesome. It was like a a really cool different angle. Yeah. And I know the, like the Pod Van Dam guys thought that like you catching him. No, I was just in Jersey because I didn't know it was coming. And there was no, like, railing there or anything. Your back just died? Yeah, because I didn't know it was coming, and then I had to, like, hold him up on that one. Uh, and I was already, like, kind of fucked up that Jersey weekend. Like, I'd... No, I'd, I'd like catching Matt. That's fine. I think it's cool. I say, now you're all right. Yeah, it's great. Caden's not a big fan of catching Justice, though. No, he hurts. <laughs> <laughs> He's a large man. Jumps on you a little different, though. <laughs> he flies at about 90 miles per hour and gives right. me a headbutt. Then he apologizes, so it's okay. All right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Start with Caden. Yeah, the usual. Just at KVR216 on Twitter, Instagram, whatever other social media you think is cool and interesting enough to follow me on. Be you, Stacy. Ah, man. Everybody knows. Oh, super fantastic podcast. Uh, new episode will be out before the end of the month. I'm, I'm hoping that the. That both episodes, they might kind of both just drop the same day. It'll be right at the beginning of July. And then there's other stuff planned for July. But the specific episode's getting recorded this week. Uh, so that'll be there. Uh, super on Twitter. Uh, and super fantastic. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. Check out other friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, The IndieCast, Center Stage, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tap Photo, Powerslam.tv, Use Wrestling Cheers, all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you eat shit. Later.
Sure.